This is the Tan Report. I'm your host, Tan Trung. And this week on the podcast, I'm going to a place in New Orleans completely foreign to me. A golf course. Uh, we have about 50 yards to the hole. And so we're just going to try and get the ball on the green and see how close we can get it. Uh, what, what club do you have to use for this one? Is there? Uh, for me, I'm using a lob wedge. Uh, because the flag is relatively close to the edge, so I wanted to get to stop pretty quickly. Um, but a sandwich, lob wedge, perfect for the shot. I'm shaking my head like I know what you're talking about, <laughs> but I sort of don't. No. <laughs> but I'm going to watch. All right. On a not-so-oppressively hot summer afternoon, I headed to Bayou Oaks. It's a golf complex in Historic City Park. I was meeting up with a group of people who, like me, didn't have much exposure to golf growing up. Were you ever a golf guy? Never a golf guy. Never. That's uh, Jason Hatfield. I grew up fairly poor, um, so I didn't really have access to all the equipment. Um, so it was, was what led me to other sports. Um, we grew up poor, too. That's what my parents got. They're like, you're getting into basketball. Yeah, exactly. All you need is a pair of sneakers and a ball. That's it. That's exactly it. You know, don't, don't tear your shoes up. Oh, man. I thought <laughs> golf was <laughs> I thought golf was boring. Meet Tammy Douthit. I really couldn't understand... You know, I didn't see why people were so interested in golf. I'm like, what is so boring? All you're doing is trying to hit this ball, and I couldn't even watch it on TV. I just thought it was for a bunch of old old rich folks, you know. And that's Jared Douthit, Tammy's husband. Up until the past several weeks, all three of them had never played golf. More importantly, they all served or are still serving in our country's military. What brought them and me to the golf course was a program called PGA HOPE. HOPE stands for Helping Our Patriots Everywhere. In a nutshell, the Professional Golfers Association, in collaboration with the U.S.'s Department of Veterans Affairs, offers golf as a form of therapy to military members and veterans who may be dealing with conditions from their time in service. It's typically eight weeks long. Our veterans register through the PGA, through our website. We work with the Veterans Association here in town to help bring veterans to the facility. You know, we cover everything from the game. We cover putting, chipping, uh, short game, into irons and fairway woods. PGA Hope has more than 160 chapters across the U.S. Thousands of veterans take part every year. But why golf? Most veterans already have access to physical and mental health services. So what can golf offer? The answer depends on the veteran, because each one has walked a different path to get to this point. For Jared Douthit, he was looking for some serenity after serving 23 years in the Army, which included seven deployments. He retired in 2020. I'm from Talladega, Alabama. And is there a specific uh, division of the Army that I should mention that you served with? I was in logistics. I was riding in his golf cart as he was going to meet the other veterans who were already playing one round. On the way, Jared told me about some of the places he's deployed to, which stick out in his mind. Afghanistan, first time. Yeah. What was that like? It was just different, you know. It's, I guess being in a third world country is what I consider third world. It was um, just the perception was totally different than what I would think it would be. It was totally different. What did you think of Afghanistan well, before, thought, and then what, what was it like after? Well... Before I went, I thought it was just a bunch of bad people. But once I got there, I realized it was a bunch of good people, hardworking people just like we are, but with bad people there with them. So, you know. What was your time like there? It wasn't too, too good. I was, um, we ran gun trucks, 
So I was what you call a mission commander. We did convoy escort, escorting all equipment all over. Um, had some good days, but a bunch of bad days also. And imagine as you're escorting convoys, I mean, that, that left you vulnerable because that's where, and I'm, my assumption is that's where enemy fire can hit you. Mm-hmm. IED, RPG, anything you name, they were shooting it at us while we was out there, so. What was going on in your head as you are riding in those convoys? Um, just hoping I make it back alive, just, you know, hoping to, to make it back home. That was the biggest thing for me, just trying to get back. What did that experience do to you? Did it do anything to you? When yeah, well, it changed my perception of life. It made me really appreciate waking up every morning, you know. Um, a lot of people didn't, didn't make it back, so to just wake up this morning and be able to go to work it's, it's, it's awesome to me because I know I could have easily not not be here right now so yeah. you know I, I, I'm sitting here and it's such a peaceful setting you yeah. know we, we got we're in the shade you know um, you're on a golf course like compare this to where you were when you're in Afghanistan like is it mind-boggling to think that you know years ago you were in a war zone and now you're on a golf course yeah it's just totally different it's totally different you know when you're there you you always you alert hoping don't nothing hit the building you're staying in or anything like that when I'm here I can just relax and enjoy the wind enjoy the birds flying enjoy the people it's just it's it's totally different It's, it's it's such a difference Jared may have left the Army, but some of the things he went through overseas never left him. Sometimes when you experience life-changing events, it makes it hard to smile, hard to relax, hard to enjoy. You know, at one time, I wouldn't even, I hated coming out the house. But being on this program, it, it's, 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 it just brings you joy. I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome. Can I ask why you hated getting out of the house? Well, you know, you're always afraid that something's going to happen. Always always have them in the back of your mind, you know. Do you think that's a carryover from your time in, oh, in yeah, theater? No yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And not to get into your medical history, but I mean, did you suffer from PTSD? Oh, Do yeah. you have those situations? Um, PTSD, anxiety, depression. I have a TBI. I have a traumatic brain injury from IED. So I had a lot happen over there. So, yeah. So being out here is really peace and just give me so much peace and give me a chance to relax and really enjoy it and have a good time. So am I talking to the next Tiger Woods here? I hope so. (laughs) I think they're waiting for you. Yeah, wait for me to hear. Okay, let's go. Let's see how you do. Come on. All right, Jared. See it. Who hit it the furthest? Uh, You? I probably hit the furthest. You weren't hitting the most accurate. Oh, okay. I didn't even see it. It's rolling. I didn't even see it. Watching the veterans play on that particular day made me think of how much we don't know about each other. Had I not been invited to their practice and just saw them playing on the golf course, I would have thought these are some pretty horrible golfers, and you wouldn't hear any argument from them. 
How would you rank your golf game right now for a guy that never played golf? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I took, I started taking it seriously in April is when I got my first three hybrids. So this is Jason Hatfield again. I've told my wife that I'm I've approved from god awful to beginner. So I am a beginner. I'm a high handicap beginner, and I'm proud to say it. I'll scream it from the rooftops. So. Jason spent 11 years in the Air Force after enlisting at the age of 19. From 2006 to 2013, he was stationed at Joint Base Andrews. Some of his duties included providing security for Air Force One during the Obama years of the White House. I started out in the Air Force One hangar and kind of just kind of worked your way um, from Garden Air Force One up and to the other um, executive protection section that I finally got to. And um, one of the cool parts of that was um, Obama would, um, President Obama would golf on Saturdays ordinarily at uh, Joint Base Andrews where I was stationed. So we would... Um, Without giving away too much, you know, I would be with Secret Service in our golf cart and we would be providing security for the President of the United States um, and his guests who would be along with him at that time. So that was very cool. Um, got to meet some cool guests that were with me a couple of times. Uh, Tony Kornheiser and Mike Wilbon from uh, ESPN. <laughs> um, Condoleezza Rice would come out a few times and golf with him. So, yeah, it was, it was a very cool experience. Yeah. Were you ever interested in golf at all when you were watching at that point? No, I wasn't. I was just more interested in, um, is this going to wrap up soon, and is my Saturday back to my <laughs> own time? Just kidding. Um, no, I had no interest in playing golf at the time. It wasn't until I was medically retired and moved down to Louisiana and came into PGA Hope is when I really took hold of it. Since I've never played golf in my life, I have no way of gauging how good of a golfer Jason is. But after he told me why he had to leave the Air Force, I understood the gratitude he feels in being able to play a sport, period. So after I was medically retired from the Air Force in uh, 2000, late 2013, uh, November 2013, I uh, moved to Northeast Tennessee uh, and attended East Tennessee State University for about a year and a half. Um, from there, just kind of decided school wasn't the right time for me there and then. So uh, did a little traveling. I went back to Italy to visit some friends that were on active duty. Um, I took a cross-country road trip um, by myself. I hate to ask you this, but were you trying to find something? Were you in search of something? Sure, at yeah. At that point in your life? Yeah, that's a very valid question. I was um, I was diagnosed with a rare heart disease at 29 is what led to my medical retirement. It's called a arrhythmogenic right ventricular cardiomyopathy. So at that time, um, I was uh, implanted with a, in, with a defibrillator. It's in my left chest. And uh, essentially, I can no longer have a heart rate over 100 beats per minute. So what's unique about this disease is the more you exercise and the more physical exertion, the worse it gets and the faster it accelerates to, you know, the unpleasant demise, for lack of a better word. You know, I, I like to joke about it. So um, once I had some humor, sure, you have to. So um, it was a pretty heavy disease to be thrown on me all of a sudden, especially at such a young age. So um, I was yeah, in variety. 29. 29, yeah. yeah. So I didn't know how much time I had for, you know, not to sound morbid. So there were a lot of things I wanted to check off. And so I was in search of that, and, um, and I found a lot of good things in this country, met a lot of good people, and I have a lot of good stories from that. Jason grew up playing basketball and tennis, but after being diagnosed with that heart condition, it made it practically impossible for him to do anything that would raise his heart rate past a certain point. But the PGA Hope program lived up to its name, giving Jason actual hope to be active. I've learned that limits aren't firm always um when i first started playing golf i was really in touch with my electrophysiologist to make sure everything would be okay and she just said hey you know if it's something you can do i'll hold in a glass of water without spilling it i'm okay with that and so over the last 18 months i've gone from 
doing something that I'm not being able to hold a glass of water without spilling it to out here playing nine holes by myself without worried about being shocked. So it's you learn a lot about yourself that you can still push the envelope without hurting yourself, and you always have room to grow. To help these veterans grow their game, you need some golf pros. And when I say golf pro, that doesn't necessarily mean the players we see on television. Here's Stuart Lambert. I'm a PGA professional. I've been a member since 2004. Playing professionally, I tried to play uh, for about six years. Uh, then I realized that uh, there's a different class of players out there. And so I've been working at a, a golf club for many, many years uh, versus playing. So I still love to play, but uh, I realize that there's better players than me. Give us some perspective, though, I mean, because you, you were a professional. Like, how good are those players that we see on television? Like, is that what we're comparing yourself to? No, I mean, those guys are, you know, the elite NBA or elite NFL players, right? These guys, to be able to shoot those kinds of golf scores on a consistent basis and be able to maintain their professional career out there is amazing. You know, for us, being club professionals, we go out there and we can shoot good rounds, but sometimes it's not easy to shoot another one and another one and another one. So um, what you see on TV is really something remarkable and how they can manage and get around a golf golf course in such few strokes is truly fun to watch. So I guess in the video game world, they they sometimes call it God mode. Yeah. Somebody goes in. So are those professionals in God mode and the rest of us are like, I can't even say us. I'm not, I'm not including myself. Right. So were you kind of like in in human mode, mortal mode? I was, I was human mode. I I was a good player. um, But, uh, I was not God mode. I was, no. Um, I had the opportunity when I was in high school. I grew up in Southern California. I played against Tiger Woods. He was a freshman. Really? Yeah. I was a senior. And um, he went out and, you know, you could just tell that he had something different. He had something different than any other kids that we played with or against in high school. So you can tell early on that people have that special talent and there's a different level of skill set when they play. Getting these veterans to reach that level of play is a bit unrealistic. Instead, Stewart focuses on fundamentals. To borrow from the military world, it's kind of like basic training. We teach people how to come to a golf course because you may come out and practice, but it's another thing to actually learn how to play or be at a golf course, how to check in, where to go, what are some of the etiquette, what are some of the rules and stuff like that. So that way they feel more comfortable coming to a facility like this. For many veterans, this may be their first time on a golf course. So Stuart makes sure they have a working knowledge of the various aspects of golf. There you go. Now go ahead and back up. Right down to how to get a golf cart moving, which he did with Tammy Douthit. Okay. You can stop. And then go ahead and hit the other side. Now that's forward. And then just yep, straighten it up. And there you go. All right. There you go. All right, Tammy. My life's in your hands. No pressure. <laughs> Okay, so here we go. So, Tammy, that is your first successful golf cart operation. I know. How does it feel? It's great. <laughs> Tammy has been in the Army for two decades. I have 20 years total service. Um, I've been in the Army Reserves. Now I'm active Army, so I've been doing that for 10 years. So 20 years total 
10 years active guard reserve. This is my first time golfing ever. My husband started, cause he's retired. I'm still, he's retired from the army. I'm still in the army. So he has a lot more time to uh, practice. He wanted me to try it out. And so I did, I signed up for the program. And actually I love it. I mean, whenever I can get out to the lessons, I will if work doesn't interfere. Golf is notoriously challenging and has been known to frustrate even the most elite in the sport. I mean, we're talking about trying to put a ball that's just above one inch in diameter into a small hole hundreds of yards away. You can salute veterans for a lot of reasons, but here I salute them for trying to drive a golf ball. Oh, this is hitting the ball. It's harder than you think. <laughs> well, I think it's really hard. Yes, yeah, hitting the ball, getting your technique down. I mean, it's it's really hard and it makes you um, think about all those things that you need to do in order to hit the ball. Your your stance, your um, not going so far back with your swing, um, just hitting the ball just right in the middle of the of the club. Um, it, it's 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 challenging. <laughs> it's definitely challenging. So, how was your first shot, Jason? Awful. <laughs> it was awful, but I'm like a diesel engine. It takes me about four holes to warm up. Driving the golf ball where you want it can be tough. That also applies to the pros teaching the veterans. Wow. That was terrible. <laughs> then you have to factor in the course itself and where you may be on it. So we're a uh, hole one of the north course. It's pretty straight away, par four. We got a water hazard on our right, um, a green side bunker. Um, up left about uh, probably about 30 yards um, from the green is where uh, the entryway into the bunker. Obviously you want to avoid the water hazard and the bunker, correct? That is correct, yes. <laughs> um, You're dealing with a novice here, my friend. Yes, and both uh, we got trees lined on the left side as well as uh, further uh, on the right as well past the water hazard. Um, so just trying to make sure we keep it in the fairway. Shooting from a smooth spot on the fairway is totally different from shooting out of a sand trap which the veterans took turns trying. Come on, Dan. Dude, you can, you can do it. So now I just want you to hit the sand as far as you can. There you go. Very well done. That's good. And don't forget about putting and the intricacies involved in that, like reading the greens to get a sense of how the ball is going to roll. When you're putting, you want to know where the high point of the green is and where the low point is. So that can determine which way the ball is going to break. The next is speed, how fast the ball is going to roll on the grass. So for a putt like this, we just got a bunch of rain yesterday, so the greens are going to roll a little bit slower than normal. Stewart has been teaching veterans through the PGA Hope program for almost two years and says it's been a learning experience for him too. I fell in love with it. I started volunteering here at uh, Bayou Oaks, and uh, I've been doing it ever since. First, I went through training, and I will say it's probably the best teaching, coaching training I've ever been through. Why? Uh, they teach us how to really work with people of all abilities. And, you know, when you're taking a golf lesson, you may have a bad back, you may have had surgery, or you may have had, you may be missing a limb. And this training actually took us through how to work with people and help them hit a golf ball versus 
you know, a fully capable person that has, you know, no health issues. You know, the PTSD, it's uh, one of the things that we were trained on. You know, what triggers do these individuals have? And we try to make sure that we minimize all of those outside noises, if you will, that will interfere with their ability to have a good time, to be able to enjoy nature, be out here and enjoy the camaraderie amongst their other fellow veterans. And so it, it's not always easy, you know, um, as you hear a helicopter flying over our head. Sometimes that is a trigger. Um, but we try to make it fun and engaging and really involve them as human beings as opposed to, okay, here's a veteran with, you know, who is suffering from PTSD, let's be cognizant of that, or let's, um, that's an issue that we have to deal with. So we try to make it fun. Part of the fun for Stuart is seeing those moments when it starts to click for the veterans. It felt awesome. It was a great feeling. I mean, being able to put all of those techniques together and and hit the ball, it, it's it's, it felt rewarding because I was able to put all that together and execute. So I thought it was a great accomplishment. <laughs> There's a few, few of them out here that, you know, they come and they've never played before. And you see them hit a golf ball and you're like, wow, this is amazing. You know, they really have a natural talent for it. And they're hooked. And they're out here playing all the time. And then there's others who have been that come out they don't know the game but they they learn how to play and they're improving each time you see them and that's exciting too because they love it they see the value of it they really get an escape and you know sometimes we'll have an hour-long session they may hit balls for 20 30 minutes but they'll be talking for the other 20 30 you know 30 minutes and they'll be you know bantering you know which if they were in the air force or army or navy or you know those different types of services or they'll be talking about how they play or things that are outside of it and so when they come here it yes it's about learning golf but really it it's escape for them because they don't feel like they're suffering from any illnesses or they don't feel like they're suffering from you know any pain or you know whatever they've been dealing with they come out here and have a good time and that's really the environment that we try to preach for them for jason hatfield Golf gives him a way to connect with himself and other veterans. It's a lot of inward reflection. I do like to, you know, I spend, try to spend a lot of time and thought each day. That's kind of part of, you know, what's come along with the disease. I try to spend time and thought and think of others, think of myself, think of anything like that. And when I'm out here with golf, I'm not only getting the release of being outside, breathing in the fresh air, and still honing a craft that is that I'll never perfect, but I'm also able to have those mindfulness techniques while I'm out here doing that. The camaraderie that I feel out here with my fellow veterans, it's just like having a day at the range, if you will. You're trying to qualify your you know, M4, you're trying to you know, qualify your 7-iron that you want to snap in half. And it kind of takes you back to that, and it's the same camaraderie and the same growing that you know, a lot of these guys you're starting at ground zero with in your golf game, and you started at ground zero with these guys in basic training. So I think it helps with just to let you know that you're not alone in your journey, whatever mental health problems you may have. This program has given me a lot of opportunity to play, to meet other people that has experienced what I've experienced, um, get a chance to get out the house and enjoy other people, and um, just giving me peace, to be honest with you, just peace, just, just something to enjoy. To say that Jared Douthit enjoys golf would be seriously underselling it. He once saw the sport as elitist, but after going through PGA Hope, he sees it differently. 
after getting out here is for everybody. And you think because you can't play, they can play. They just most people are just as bad as me, but they dress for it. They look nice, but they can't play. I gotta say, you look the part, man. <laughs> I look the part, but that's about it. But I work at the golf shop too, so I work. Oh, okay. There, so. yeah. Would you say that this program got you into? the golfing world and yes, to the point where did. you're now in the, in the golf it shop it, this this program got me into the golfing world got me where i want to play all the time i really really enjoy it it's a it's a peace it's it's peace for me it's like therapy it's awesome we often hear that sports are a metaphor for life that the reason people play whatever sport they love is bigger than the game that seems to be true for jared who once hated leaving the house but is now working at a golf pro shop. Life is good, man. I can't complain when I'm good. That is nice, Jay. In New Orleans, I'm Ton Trung for WWL Radio.